It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Katie McAuliffe is going to be our guest here in a few moments. She is an expert. Hello. Hello, Katie. How are you? It's James Lowe with KJ Radio calling you for your radio interview. How are you? Hey, good. How are you doing? Pretty good, actually. We've got uh, Katie McAuliffe with us today. She's a internet privacy expert. She is a federal affairs manager at Americans for Tax Reform and executive director of Digital Liberty. She's been there for the last four years, and she's with us here on the telephone. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about what the House Republicans did. They've uh, they, they voted to let internet service providers basically sell your browsing history without your permission. Uh, this is what Business Insider recently mentioned. And give us the facts on this, my friend. Okay, well, it's not true, first of all. Okay. And we do know where Business Insider gets their funding from. So we might want to, you know, check that. <laughs> um, but, yes. no, it's not true at all. Um, and the fact of the matter is is that ISPs um, were never able to sell your browsing history. Um, and they actually don't know what a lot of it is. But really what Congress did was... Um, tell the Federal Communications Commission that privacy isn't within their jurisdiction, that it's always been the Federal Trade Commission's job, and that the FCC needs to kind of back off because Congress didn't give it that authority. Now, how did, how did this story get get out there and, and, and get to be such a big deal so quick? Well, you know, there was a lot of misinformation going around, a lot of pushing from the left, because, you know, people really do care about their privacy, and they should. And when, you know, someone just throws around those terms without really getting into the the details of it, when you hear your privacy is being threatened, you know, people will be worried about that. And again, as they should. However, when you're dealing with the Internet, when you think about it, the Internet is the exchange of information. And one of the things that we have as consumers and as users of the internet is we can exchange our information for services and the fcc rules actually would have hindered that exchange of information so our ability to get quote unquote free services that we like and enjoy in exchange for our personal information would have been limited We've got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. Katie McAuliffe is with us. She's a federal affairs manager at Americans for Tax Reform, also executive director of Digital Liberty for the last four years, and uh, she is fantastic, and she's got a lot of great tips with us today talking about uh, the situation with the uh, the browsing history and what a lot of folks are uh they're, 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 they're all afraid that uh, the, the big, bad corporations have gotten their hands on, on everybody's browser history. Um, check out ATR.org and also DigitalLiberty.net for more information on our guest. And, um, Katie, you, you guys over there at Digital Liberty work on all sorts of different technologies, and uh, you advocate for free market technology, communications, media policy. Give us a little bit more details on, on this group that you work with over there. Yeah, sure. So um, in looking at 
rules and regulations that come out of Federal Communications Commission, the Federal Trade Commission, Department of Commerce, the kind of things that a lot of people don't really want to pay attention to until they absolutely have to, and a lot of the regulations going on in Congress. But really, the goal here is to make sure that we have as much unfettered access to these technologies as possible, that people are free to innovate without excessive government regulation. Um, intervention and those sorts of things. So keeping the government, I mean, the way it has been on the Internet since 1996, and this was an agreement between Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton, that the Internet should be what was called light-touch regulation um, rather than heavy-handed, you know, what what they've done now with this net neutrality business is slap old rules from the 1930s, the the depression onto the internet and this was when we had copper wires hand connected by people so that we could talk to each other by our stationary phones um, if you were lucky enough to have one of those and so they took regulations from that time period and slapped them on the internet and that's really ridiculous so we've got a new um, FCC chairman Ajit Pai and he's doing a great job knocking back a lot of this overregulation from the Obama era now, uh, I know that there's a lot of lot of folks, you bring up net neutrality, that are uh, terribly afraid that there's going to be this internet fast lane thing, and there's going to be all sorts of different things going on where they're going to basically, as, as they like to say, come in and screw up the internet. Um, <laughs> kind of calm some of those fears and, and give us your thoughts on everything. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of us are running it. You know, we used to be able to get unlimited data on phones, but people are consuming so much more information online. The pipes just literally aren't big enough. So um, one of the cool things that particularly mobile phone providers have been able to do is provide sponsored data or free data. And your ability to, you know, have more data as a consumer is basically subsidized by your ISP. So these Title II net neutrality rules, and this is the dirty secret that they wouldn't tell you, would actually prevent providers from being able to give consumers free data. So they would have us, as the consumer, pay for everything that the companies do, Netflix, Google, blah, 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 the ISPs, everyone, without having any way for them to support our use and our access to information. I mean, there's no other there's no other industry where that happens. I mean, you and I have tiered choices for our Internet. Yes. Um, when Netflix delivered videos through the post office, they made a deal with the post office as to how much they would pay to ship those DVDs. Everybody loved it. So when it comes to the Internet, why wouldn't that be any different? And it has benefited consumers in every other business model that we look at. So this is really a disguised government power grab. I mean, if you look at some of the comments after news articles about net neutrality, you'll see people say the Internet should be a government utility and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you've even got people at free press who think Venezuela is the perfect model for the U.S. to follow. Oh, yeah. I, th- this, this, I just... <laughs> I don't understand I how, how folks... Go go ahead and break that down for us, because because this this is a uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, my they've friend. actually <laughs> they have actually said that Venezuela is the model for free political speech. Yes, and I mean, I I don't know how anybody could even dream that that is true, or that that's the economic model that Americans want. Americans are fiercely individualistic. 
We have personal responsibility. We make our own choices. We believe in property rights. We believe in owning our own property. And we should be able to profit from our labor and from the things that we create. The government taking over these things completely takes away our personal property rights. I mean, yes. we hate eminent domain. So why would we want that for the Internet? Well, and see, that's that's what I've been trying to figure out is that everybody, you, you look in the news and everybody's all you know, hyped up about eminent domain, and then all of a sudden they're like, well, but it's fine with everything else. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm really heated about this. There's been so much misinformation out there on the whole net neutrality thing. No Internet service provider is going to block your access to content because then you're not going to want to do business with them anymore. Well, it doesn't suit their business model. That's the thing that I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand is that they're, that they're, they 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 talk about this and they go, well, you know, they're going to block your access to this and to that. Well, don't they realize that it, just in the fact that we are a, basically it's a worldwide system now, uh, somebody would come up mm -hmm. with a better idea. Like for instance. Uh, Locally here in here in the state of Kansas or even in the Midwest, Cox Communications is pretty much if you want internet, that's who you're going through. It's it just the way it mm -hmm. is. And Google Fiber seems to be making its way slowly but surely into the Midwest. And they have cheaper rates, they have various things that they're doing. And I'm like, okay, well if it got to the point where an ISP was blocking your access, someone would come along and come up with a better business model and they would go forward. So like you said, that, that it, it wouldn't fit anybody's business model to do that. No, and wireless providers are so quickly coming up as being just, I mean, I already think they are competitive with wireline internet access. I personally don't have wireline internet access at home. I use my mobile phone. Um, I'm not big on entertainment type stuff, though. Yeah. So, I mean, when you talk about the basic necessities and what people say is so important about the internet is education and having access to news and being able to, um, to express our opinions, our First Amendment rights, we all have access to that no matter what. This is a... <laughs> These are complaints about entertainment, um, which I, you know, I am I am grateful to live in a country where we can have these kind of arguments. Where that, those are the kind of arguments that we spend our time on. We've got a great guest with us today. She joins us live. Katie McAuliffe is with us, and uh, you also uh, have have another organization, Americans for Tax Reform. Tell us about uh, that organization that you're involved in. Oh, sure. Um, so I am Federal Affairs Manager at Americans for Tax Reform. I'm head up by Grover Norquist. And I'm, maybe your listeners are familiar with the Taxpayer Protection Pledge. Yes. Um, so we are, yeah, we are keeping a an eye on um, keeping tax code, you know, fairer, flatter, simpler, and making sure it remains revenue neutral or we get tax cuts. Wow. Holy smokes. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, what, what, what's been some of the feedback uh, to, to what you guys have been uh, been involved in, and, and, and how, how's everything yeah, going well, on Yeah, we're really excited, really excited about the possibility of tax reform. I mean, this is going to be a major, major boon for all Americans moving forward. I mean, these tax cuts 
doubling the um, the standard deduction for families and individuals is huge. Um, getting rid of the um, uh, the death tax yes. is so yeah. important. I mean, particularly small businesses, families, family farms, getting rid of the gift tax, which is just ridiculous. Um, you know, there's so many changes. Getting rid of the um, capital gains is huge for small businesses. And the media will have you believe that it's only for the top 1%. But that's really important for small businesses as they move forward and as they grow and expand and also, if you look at full business expensing, which was part of the um, house blueprint, is a really big deal for uh, small businesses to be able to write off their expenditures up front. So there's a lot of great things in there for small businesses and individuals. Heck of a deal. Well, uh, before we let you go, how do we get a hold of you online and websites and everything of that nature? Sure. The best way to find me is on Twitter. I am at Digital Liberty. And I also have a website, digitalliberty.net. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. I definitely want to have you back. You are a, uh, a, a great, great fountain of information, and uh, you're excited about, about the topics as well. So I think that's awesome. And uh, thank you for being <laughs> well, with thank us. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you much. Katie McAuliffe with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. That is Coast to Coast, Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.